a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome, everybody, to episode 26 of the Under 1 Million podcast, the podcast based off of the Deserving Playlist series on Spotify. I am your host, Adair, and I am here with my guest, who has been placed on the Deserving Playlist with uh, his record, Many Men, in week 14, and also last week with Not A, and he was actually last week's winner. Go ahead and take it away, my man. Yo, what's up, man? I'm glad I won last week. That's kind of dope. I actually hit up the other artists too, like, yo, let's work because I was like listen to his music. He's dope. But um, yeah, yeah. So I'm Katori Walker, Pasadena, California, artist, uh, independent artist, father, uh, a human being, man. I'm just a human being, a normal person. So that's you how I'm say. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a lot of people that, ain't normal, bro. A lot of people ain't normal. <laughs> now, now that we know that, we can we can move forward uh, with the right way. But um, but that's dope that you mentioned that uh, you uh, tried to connect with the other artists because honestly, that's why I started this whole thing, man. I'm trying to connect artists with other artists and just kind of create a community. So I, I appreciate you uh, you doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, when I hear dope dope music, I gotta reach out. I definitely gotta reach out. That's important because. Uh, I know what it's like to just be a dope artist and not have the platform or not have like the looks that you feel like you deserve, you know? So we got, you know, everybody got into music, you know, well, most people, I don't say everybody, but we got into music because we loved it or we was inspired by somebody else. So if I hear artists want to come up, that's like inspiring. I got to like work with them or her or they, you know? So that's dope. So, but I appreciate you taking the time to join me, Uh, but good or bad. How are you doing, man? How's everything going? Um, Good, man. Uh, good, man. Just, uh, you know, this year I've just been uh, really goal-oriented, like uh, what I'm trying to do and everything that I'm trying to accomplish. Uh, and I've been I've been doing it. I've been sticking to it, uh, created a routine for myself. Uh, and yeah, man, it's been it's been great, man. I'm dodging COVID. <laughs> I'm two years strong, too, and some change. Just dodging the shit, dog. Like a lot of people around me have like had it, but just dodging it, man. Just dodging COVID. I'm right there with you in that boat, man. I'm, I'm, I've been staying clear so far, but uh, how's yeah. your head? How's your headspace been throughout this whole thing? Because I know I've had my ups and downs throughout the whole COVID thing. Yeah, man. It's uh, 2020 was hard. 2020 was hard because, you know, like the way that when COVID first hit, we all were scared. Like I didn't know what it was. You know, I didn't know what it meant, and and uh, you know, like we was like at home watching our TVs. I was like the most I've ever watched the news in my life. Like, you know. <laughs> So we like watching our TVs and just 
I was scared, dog. Honestly, I was scared. I didn't know what would come from it. We seen hospitals with, with crazy amounts of dead bodies and crazy stuff, you know, like, and we watch the numbers rise every day. And we thinking it's like, you get it, you die, you know? Right. And come to find out that the truth, you know? Uh, well, some people do, for some people, you know, unfortunately. Um, but that kind of kind of threw me off, like, musically and sent me into, like, this downward spiral, dog. Like, I didn't, I'm stuck in a house. I'm not moving. I'm not creating. I'm not doing anything. So that kind of just threw me off. And then I just had to, like, kind of lace up my boots and kind of just begin back writing every day and uh, creating songs and all this other stuff. And then I kind of kind of got back in the groove. And that's what, like, Idols was about, like, finally kind of getting back into the groove of everything. That whole project was dope. I thought that was a really cool concept of kind of creating one record for, you know, each of your idols or at least a few of them that you've mm -hmm. at least grabbed influence from. So anybody listening, mm -hmm. definitely go check out that project idols for sure. It's dope. Um, yeah. Are you still watching news though? Cause I literally, I'm like off news, man. News is gone. Yeah. Not yet. I'm not, I'm not even tuning in, bro. No, no. I watch sports center. Does that count? <laughs> I'll count that. I'll count it. Yeah. Yeah, it's sports center. I see. Other than that, nah, I can't. I can't do it. It's way too crazy. Way too. It's kind of like what is? What's the point, man? I don't even know what's true. What's not true? Like, what they're selling us different things on different channels, different net, whatever. It's like, ah, eh, whatever. I'm just gonna ignore it and do my own thing and stay safe. <laughs> yeah, you stay safe. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. That's what. That's been my motto. And I don't. I don't do like like big crowds. I have had a show. Like I performed in October, and that was kind of different for me. You know because I've been in the house for the last two years. So doing a show and seeing people come out, it was kind of weird because like fans want to embrace and like hug and all this other shit. And it's like, so I don't know you. <laughs> happy that you're here. I'm happy that you're supporting, but I'm not, we're not, we're not doing one of these. We're not, we're not embracing. We're not, it's, it's a, it's, you know what I'm saying? Because I got to keep myself safe. I got a kid, you know? So yeah, it's that type of thing, you know? There's a new set of rules out there. That's for sure. It's, a new honestly, set of rules. it's yeah, not personal. It's not personal. No, absolutely not. Some people might take it that way, but hey, they'll learn eventually. But yeah. I feel you too, because I don't have a, a, a son or a daughter myself, but my brother just had a beautiful baby daughter of about six, seven months ago now. So really, that's all I care about. Like, I, I don't really care about protecting myself for me. I, I care about her. You know what I'm saying? So Thanks. I'm going to do it. Thanks. I do. Thanks. Thanks. But, who is Katori Walker? I don't, it's hard to find out information and just more about, you know, independent artists as they're growing. So tell me what makes you, you. Um, uh, I just got a call coming. Oh, let me put my phone on. Do not disturb. Hold on. It's Jake. I don't want to, just, I don't want to be disturbed. It happens um, from time to time. Uh, yeah. So uh, who is Katori Walker? Like I said, I'm, I'm a human being who uh, is, is figuring it out like everybody else. I, I don't want to come across as this dude that, feels like he knows everything or he has uh all the answers i don't have all the answers i'm just figuring it out i'm a father first uh human being first as well uh i'm a person that believes in helping people i'm not always the person that wants like a money grab or um if i do something for you you gotta do something for me like now nah, i genuinely like helping other people uh i'm a person that people can come and talk to i'm a person that's also not afraid to say how i feel i'm not uh, you know how like us as men we're taught to like kind of 
withhold our feelings and not really talk about it. Like I, I use music as an opportunity to talk about it and not just like surface level shit. I got haters or my girl pissed me off. Like, nah, bro, I'm going through depression and I don't want to live like shit like that and just being vulnerable. So I'm just someone that, that's, that's just, you know, being vulnerable and being honest and like kind of showing a different size of the human experience, you know, because I'm experiencing life like everybody else. So that's who I am. I'm just a, a human being. I'm not this uh, overly complicated person. I'm just a normal person. I am I am goofy as fuck. Though. A lot of people listen to me. <laughs> like this dude is serious. Like they'll see me on social media, like thinking I'm serious and I'm not. I'm not a serious person at all. Like I, I'm literally laughing and joking all the time. It's kind of weird that people have that perception. But then when I listen to my music as a fan, it's like, oh, I can see that. I can see, but it's not, I'm not that serious. It's difficult in a space like music because, you know, you kind of have to, you got to brand yourself in a certain way. So it's kind of hard. Like, can I like go on here and act goofy and then make this music? Is it, I, I feel you on that. It's a, it's a kind of a battle sometimes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's been the battle for me now because it's like almost like uh, people want everything besides the music. Like they want you to go on TikTok and act the fool. And then you just hope that your funny video will lead people to music. But it's like, bro, I'm about music. Like that's what that's what I do. I, I don't I don't if I make you laugh, it's in person. You know what I'm saying? Like it's about it's in person. Like I might show you clips of my life, I might show you my daughter, I might show my girl and all that stuff, but like that's about music. That's why I'm on here. If I wasn't doing music, I probably wouldn't have social media. Like that's how I feel, you know? So Absolutely. um yeah, that's that's the challenge. And I can see a lot of artists. Like I had a, a conversation with my manager and he's been like managing for years. It was like, yo, like this is the first time where I'm completely stumped because it's the hundred percent, like it's like 95% not about your art. It's about how much can you entertain people other than playing your shit, you know? If it was so, only music, it would, it would be uh, the best job ever, but yeah. Yeah. People yeah. look at, I think people look at artists and they're like, Oh yeah. And all they're doing is just out there having so much fun all the time. It's really yeah. not that. <laughs> it's really not that. It's really not like, I, I realized like some of my funnest moments is when, I have an idea that was in my head and it comes out the speakers the way it was in my head. That's the funnest shit about making music and, and performing. Like those two things, having an idea actually come out and go, getting on a stage, that's the best part about all this shit. You know? That's 100%. The, those are two of the best parts. And when my daughter learn, learns my songs, like she learns. Oh. When she says my songs and she'll tell me she don't like, like, she don't like this one, daddy. I'm like, damn. Hey, that's... Afterwards. That's what's good about having young people around, man. They're not gonna hold back. They'll be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. I got I got I gotta uh take with a grain of salt because she don't know. Especially when I'm battling. <laughs> <laughs> you. you don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I wanna I wanna uh bring bring it back to a little point. You said you try to always, you know, be vulnerable and share your true feelings with people and things like that. Mm-hmm. Do you find that difficult in the space that we're in? Um and getting at least reciprocation from people around you when you do that. Are you talking about musically? Just any anything. You know, I mean, your personal feelings, music, whatever it is. Um, I'm 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 selective. Like I'm not I'm not this extremely private person, but I'm very selective. Like I I'll have a conversation with people and see how like the energy is, and like I read the person, I, and I'll give that person the information that I feel like I can trust them with. You know. But if it's someone that I know I can trust you with, I'll lay out, you know what I'm saying? I'll lay out the whole platter for you. Like, this is what I'm going through. This is how I feel. Blase, blase, blase. Especially like, of course, like my girl, she's my girl. She got to deal with it. She signed up for this shit. So, uh, 
So, um, but then I got like my sister and then uh, my cousin. Uh, I'll talk to him about certain stuff too, but like, it's not that it's not that challenging at all. It's not really challenging because I think I think uh, sometimes as people we feel like we're weak for being vulnerable for being vulnerable. But vulnerability is a strength because everybody thinks it's a weakness. If, if you get what I'm trying to say, you know. So that's that's why I don't, I don't have that that issue. But if I was to say like there are certain things that I struggle to talk about musically because I buried shit like from like my childhood and like childhood trauma and shit that like me and my brothers went through. I buried that. So like to pull those feelings back up, it's kind of like a, a 50-50 thing. Like, I don't know what will come up with that. Like, would it be like re, re-traumatizing myself or will it come out wrong? You know what I'm saying? So th- those type of things, it's been more challenging, but everything else, nah, it's not that challenging. You know? Are you willing to give any examples of like in your music now that I could go listen to of any situation that you've had a hard time with kind of reconfronting? in the music process um, i think uh the track anxiety a lot of people don't know um i was actually having an anxiety attack and that's why i wrote that when i was like what's causing this anxiety i feel man my heart hurt my heart was literally hurting i was literally having a panic attack and i'm like i'm uh this is when i signed the Capitol, and they had like got me like an airbnb out in uh, coachella valley during coachella so like during the week we working and then on the weekend it's Coachella you know what I'm saying so it's like some dope shit right so um I remember we had just like we had like, like a schedule where we would like make music in the morning eat lunch and then go work out a little bit and then come back and make music because it was three of, three of my guys from London and we were living in the Airbnb for like a month that whole stubborn project was created in a month so uh long story short we do our little morning routine and we come back and literally like I'm having an anxiety attack, but I didn't feel comfortable telling them about it, you know? Right. So I just like grab my phone and I'm like in the corner, literally like chest hurting. I don't know if you ever had like an anxiety attack, but like chest hurting, uh, hyperventilating, all the shit. And I'm really writing out how I feel. And that's exactly, and I, that's what threw my mind to like start talking about my daughter and start talking about life. Like, what's the meaning of life? Is heaven real? Is God real? And all this other stuff because anxiety is like almost like I feel like I'm about to die okay if I am about to die what's after death what does death feel like is there a heaven is there a hell what's the purpose of life so that anxiety attack 100% caused that song so that's that's one example you know that I mean honestly that makes me look at the song a little bit differently and and but now that you do say that I almost could feel it when I was listening to it because I I there was one point in that record and I forget exactly where it was but I listened to your whole catalog today, by the way. That's why it's fresh in my mind. But it was like, damn, I can really feel like the raw emotion on this record. And I can tell that this is genuine. And that's really what I look for in music mainly. So uh, kudos to you for that. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to switch it up, switch it up, get get us out of this depression (laughs) mode here for a little bit. But I know you're from Pasadena and I didn't actually, I, wanted to mention this when you said it i didn't know you were assigned to capital so i got i got questions later but i want to get into this first um so i know you're from pasadena so i you know everybody i think has an image of what california is all about and what it's what it's like i've never been there i I will go there one day i think i say that on every episode but um do you feel like california or pasadena specifically represents who you are you know and uh what type of goals you have um 
And if not, where mm -hmm. does? Or maybe a specific spot in Pasadena. I feel like I, I, I've actually talked about that in my music too. I think it was on someone else's record. I think it was a few, uh, a feature or something. But um, I don't feel like I have a true home now because like the city's gentrified as fuck now. Like once you get like five Starbucks locations and a 24 hour fitness, like it's gentrified. Like I didn't grow up with that. Like, you know, like the way I grew up, it was like a bunch of different, like small, like project sections and a bunch of like beat up houses. Like I remember the house I grew up in right across the street, like the house looked damn near abandoned. And we used to go over there and hang with them kids, you know, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all like peas and cornbread like it wasn't all rainbows and sunshine so now like the city's way different like uh just to live in Pasadena it's like three thousand dollars a month for a two-bedroom apartment like it's, it's different now it's, it's much different so it's a different culture so what I grew up seeing if someone was to visit now it doesn't look the same you know like because I am in LA and people are starting to come to LA and LA is a hot spot so of course people want to make money investors want to make money uh, investment groups want to make money so they start gentrifying, they start from the beach and then they start coming inward, you know? And Absolutely. that's a part That's a part of it. It's not like I'm in from like Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where it's like, nah, this is y'all section, y'all just do that. You know what I'm saying? Where it just kind of like stays the same. Nah, it's, it's developed over time and the house has changed. Like even the house I grew up in, like my, my stepmom, she's changed the whole house. Like she's got the kitchen renovated and the bathroom renovated, hardwood floors now. Like I ain't had no fucking hardwood floors growing up. Yeah, fucking... <laughs> this fucking beige carpet with stains all over this shit you know what i'm saying so it's like um my truth is is not visible anymore it's only in my head you know so that's that's the challenging part so do i feel like i have a home i would just say like just maybe like the san fernando valley a part of la but do i feel like this is my home no kind of pasadena but it's not familiar to what i, I remember growing up you know i feel you. So. i went to very similar things as well. I'm in South Florida, Broward, Palm Beach, Miami, right by, by Miami. So that's yeah. been happening my whole life too. But yeah. I, I, uh, I want to, I want to, did you say it's not all peas and cornbread in there? Man? I, yeah. I, I, I got that. Is that like an old saying you got from your, your like mom? Yeah, it's like, you're like, like, like some shit that your grandparents say and shit. Like it's like all the <laughs> Like you know, like a like a Sunday dinner, like you like peas and cornbread and greens and shit. Like it's not all good, you know, you know. Oh man, I, yeah. I, I, that's not the only thing I caught from what you said, but I, I had to bring that back up. But uh, kind of going back, what do you what do you miss the most about how it used to be there? You know, in in Pasadena. I think uh, the ignorance. I think the ignorance of not knowing what life was really about. Like it was just like it was it was fun to not have all the answers that's 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 what I miss a lot I think uh like you get older and you start realizing like everything costs money everything has a consequence everything can hurt you you know what I'm saying mm. like being like when you're a kid you're not you're aware of your mortality but you're not worried about your mortality you know what I'm saying so yeah. you know I remember like me and my brothers like we would just ride our bikes to like the whole other side of the city like 30 miles away just because we didn't have no cell phones on Instagram, TikTok, none of that. We just leave with no one, no one can contact us till we get back. Like, you know, shit like that. Or like, you know, like that type of stuff. And I know it's like some childhood stuff, but like um that that type of stuff is what I miss is just being able to go off the grid and not feel a consequence from it, you know? Like I feel like right now, like 
if I was to leave my phone at home and just go to the store, I'll be anxious on my way to the store. Like, holy shit, if I, if, what if someone calls me? What if I get it even, what, you know? It's For like, sure. that, I, I, don't, I don't like that. It kind of makes you attached to the system or this, whatever we want to call it, but just attached to your phone and shit like that. So it's, but it also has its benefits. Like I'm, I'm talking to you, you in Miami. Well, you said, you said South, South Beach. I'm in, South- I'm in uh, Palm Beach right Palm now, Beach. but I grew, I grew up in Broward and you know, the areas. Oh. Okay. It's all basically one giant area now that's all conforming into Miami. But it's, you yeah. Know. yeah, but uh, yeah. but yeah, man, I, I feel you one hundred percent. There's a there's a beauty in in that feeling when you were a kid and you don't have those responsibilities weighing down your thoughts and just weighing down your whole outlook mm-hmm. on life. Man, it's it's rough. It's rough. But uh, mm-hmm. but that's why we got the memories. You know what I mean? We got to. We gotta hold on to those because they're they're yeah. dear. They're dear. Sure. They're dear. They're dear. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So yeah, I I I I think I miss that the most. Just the ignorance of it. The beautiful side of ignorance, not the negative side of ignorance. Just absolutely. The, the yeah, bliss absolutely. ignorance. You know? That that's the truest statement that uh, I think a lot of people think, yeah, yeah, we're just, ignorance is bliss. It's just a saying. But man, that shit yeah. is so fucking true. <laughs> oh uh, man. But, uh, but man, you got some incredible records. I want to kind of switch mm-hmm. it more towards your, the music side of things now. But mm-hmm. you have uh, incredible records and you have a nice little catalog for new listeners, you know what I mean, to get a true taste of what or who you are and your whole sound and all that. So what mm-hmm. is the compliment that you receive the most, uh, the most often from your listeners? Um, probably like, it's a couple. Like uh, a lot of people are like, bro, you be speaking that real shit. Like I hear that a lot. Or uh, I, I could tell like what type of music people listen to, but how they respond. Like somebody, some people be like, oh, like bro, all your shit is vibes. So I'm like, oh, you must be listening to like she and like the newer shit. You know, like I could tell like it's, it's like for vibes. So like it's either that, like bro, you 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 can really rap, or you be talking that real shit, or you got the vibes. It's like those three, you know. Or as a yeah, musically, yeah. Those are the best, those are the top three, the most common. I can definitely see that. For me, uh it's your ability to tell a story without yeah. losing any like bounce to the record. Yeah, you, know, you know what I mean? Like most of your stuff has that that perfect balance of uh story bars and you know, that vibe that will capture the casual listener and be like well this shit, this shit rides and you know you, you're talking that real shit whatever they are saying but um i don't know i, I, I just find I, you, wanna, you know something crazy about that i didn't realize i was a storyteller in my music until someone at capital told me i didn't i didn't realize I, I never thought about it like that i just was making music like literally like making music rapping and shit and then i had just when i was doing a stubborn project and it was like, bro, do you realize like you're a storyteller? And I'm like, what do you mean? It's like you're telling stories in the songs. And I'm just thinking like, this is just music, bro. Like, you know, hey. so that kind of like enlightened my mind. Like, holy shit, I am. And then I went back and listened to myself like, oh, shit, I really am. You know, so it wasn't it was never intentional. I don't know if it, if it happens like that for like the great storytellers, the, the Kendrick Lamar's, the Coles, the, you know, the great storytellers. So I don't know if they ever did it intentionally, but for me, it just like came out you know just you know so i mean yeah. that, that's probably why it sounds so genuine you know what i mean like yeah. there's a there, it's very obvious most of the time there are 
of an artist that can fake it to an extent, but yeah. it's very obvious most of the time when someone's telling the truth or being real and when they're not. And I've never gotten the uh, first thing I said from you. So mm. I don't know, like I said, man, I, that's just the first thing that came to my mind when I heard your first record. I was like, God damn, this guy can tell a story. Um, yeah. And I'm just surprised that that was never even a thought for you though. It wasn't a thought for me at all, at all, man, at all. I just- who, uh, who at Capital told you? Can, I, can you can you say that? I want to say I want to say it was I want to say his name his name is Fuzzy. I want to say it was Fuzzy that told me that or uh, Quinn. Quinn was my uh, old A and R when I was there, so it was either one of them too. I just remember they were just telling me that, and it was like, "Yo, you're a storyteller," and I was, that's how we want to market you, like the storyteller. And I'm like, you know, it was like kind of like foreign, like yo, you know. But then I, you know, like I said, I went back and listened and was like, wait, you're right. You know, so <laughs> hey, whoever, whoever did say it, they, they knew what they're talking about for sure. But um, yeah, good guys. how did that all come about the signing with capital? And then why is that no longer a thing? And just tell mm -hmm. me all about that. Cause I had no idea. You, you want the long version or the short version? We got time, man. Just tell me, uh, tell um, me so, all. <laughs> so, uh, um, so back in 2017, January 6, 2017, my brother was murdered. Uh, he was at a visual. He was at a visual, actually out in Pasadena, uh, for one of his friends that was murdered two weeks prior. And the same gang that killed his friend, I end up uh, eventually killing my brother. So I just, I got into a dark space, like a really dark space. And I was mad at everybody. I cut off my whole family. Well, I wasn't, I didn't cut them off, but I stopped talking to everybody because like, that's my little brother, you know? So he gets murdered and it kind of like was like an awakening for me. Like I'm at this dead end job. that's not going to do shit for me and life is short. So literally within he died on, I want to say maybe like a Saturday or a Friday. And on Sunday I had the Armani record. Like I, I really, that was, that's what I did. Like, yo, I'm emotional right now. I'm just going to write this shit. So I write the record and then I put out the project like a month later, the project goes crazy, like within the neighborhood and online and shit like that. And then a couple months later, I shoot a video, but I don't release it. And I'm thinking the video is whatever. And then I release the video and then boom, video goes viral. I don't know if you've seen Armani video. Have you seen that video? <coughs> Excuse me. I don't think I've seen that one actually. Oh yeah, you gotta see the video. I definitely gotta check that out. Uh, that, video, that video changed my life. So the video goes viral. <coughs> uh, you, you're familiar with the artist Mozzie, right? Yes. Yeah. Mozzie was the first artist to post it on his page. So it was already going viral like within the streets on the smaller accounts and then Mozzie posted and then everybody like posted it from. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From fabulous to Swiss Beats to fucking 
Shaq, like everybody was fucking posting <laughs> shit, you know, like everybody. Was, so now it's going super viral, you know, and then literally that day I'm talking about everybody was hitting my DMs, uh, every label you can think of. All the major labels was hitting my DMs. So this was the day before Halloween. So I immediately fly out to New York the same day. Like I got hit in the morning and Johnny Shipes of uh, Cinematic Records flew me out the same day. Like I, he hit me in the morning, like, yo, I got to meet you. Da, 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 da. He was like, can you make it to New York today? I'm like, yeah, if you pay for it. He literally got me to New York the same <laughs> fucking night. I meet him at night. I meet him for like five, 10 quick minutes. And um, then he had he had to handle some other shit. Then the next day, um, he was just talking to me and all his other shit. And he ends up um, finding out like Big Crit was one of my favorite rappers. So he brings Crit in. It was like, yo, holy fucking shit. Like Crit's in his motherfucker. And I'm like, yo, like I'm a fan of your work. And then Crit seen a video. He's like, yo, I'm a fan of what the fuck you doing? So it was like a highlight moment. And he's tried to sign me, but as he's trying to sign me, every label's calling. Capital, Def Jam fucking Atlantic, everybody can think of, right? So then I take the meeting, a couple more meetings, and then I took a meeting with Capital, and that's when the guy Fuzzy heard my shit, and he immediately heard my my project. The project was only like, I think 10 minutes long, Ignorance, and they heard it, and it just started going crazy in the building. So I'm, I just went in there just to show him the shit. My manager knew him, and now I'm having a full-fledged meeting that wasn't supposed to be a meeting, which was crazy. So now they're like, yo, we got to sign you. We don't have no artists on our label like you. But Atlantic was trying to sign me. So it became like this bidding war. So like the, the price is going up. And then uh, uh, I want to see there was Tuma or Carl Cherry at Spotify. This, be, this is before like Spotify, like playlist was like gigantic, but it was big. They put my video on Spotify. Spotify that only got fucking videos, you know? They put my video on Spotify. So now that made my bag go crazy. So now people throwing crazy fucking numbers at me. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, my life has changed, you know? And then Capital had the most money for the least of my soul, basically. Like, they was like, we want to we wanna own your masters. We're going to do a 50-50 split. It's going to be a partnership, and it's going to be a license deal. So after 10 years, your license, I mean, your masters are going to rel relinquish back to you, you know? Like, we don't own your masters, and we're going to do a one-off. You do one project with 10 masters. That's what they wanted, 10 songs. You do one project for us and you fulfill your deal, then you can get out. No questions asked. You don't got to pay the advance back. You don't got to do shit. You're out. You know, but it was a one plus one. So if I wanted to sign with them again. The deal would kind of been like double. But then I'm at Capital for a while and they were kind of like letting me do my thing. And that's when I came up with a minute of your time. But a minute of your time and stubborn was supposed to happen back to back weeks. And that fucked up everything. And that kind of changed my perception. So a minute of your time is supposed to be like a marketing scheme. That's the, that's the way I designed it. That's, I was like, uh, this was like when Worldstar was like the biggest fucking platform on Instagram. So I'm, oh, I'm going to go to Worldstar Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I'm going to post on there. And I'm just going to blow up. And then the next week, we're going to promote the album all week and then drop the album. And they're like, you know, labels, it's a bunch of red tape. They want to stop everything. No, we got to do this right. We got to do it like this. We got to do it. Like so the project didn't end up coming out. I did a minute of your time in November. The project didn't end up coming out until March of the next year. So that's like five months. The hype has died down. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. You get what I'm saying? So that kind of pissed me off. And then 
Stubborn does what it does. It did, it did okay, but I wanted it to be like a back-to-back thing. And I feel like that would have really propelled me to another level. So after that, this is uh, 2019 and we're working on this project all year. And this is when I'm, a couple of songs that was on Idols is, is being created and stuff like that, you know? And I'm, I'm thinking this project is fire and they're like, no, nah, we kind of need a single. We need a single. And I'm like, yo, this record is like hot now or like mini man or fallback. These records could be a single, you know, like these are great records, you know? I mean, many men, I think, I don't see why anybody would turn that down as a single. They turned it down, dog. They turned it down. They turned it down. So um, they turned it down and I'm kind of going back and forth with them for like the whole year of 2019, just going back and forth. And then 2020, the pandemic hits and I'm like, yo, everyone's at home now was the time to press the button the place is gonna go through the fucking roof people don't got anything to fucking do you know what i'm saying let's press the button and they're like you can release songs on soundcloud i'm like soundcloud what the fuck are you talking about hell no hell no and then i was like i, I called my lawyer called my manager like i went out i went out i went out because i was trying to get to that one plus one so that the other side of the deal uh, for the extra bag if I'd have done an extra project for them. But I, I gave them the seven songs on Stubborn and then the five songs on Amenity of Time so that I, I kind of fulfilled my deal. But I was trying to, you know, get to the bag, you know? And I'm, I just decided like, yo, I'm better off on my own, you know? Even though they offering a lot of money for the second project, I'm not going to, I can't stay. And then everybody left. Like the reason why I signed the Capital was because of no ID. Like that was, that was my selling point. When I, I took the meeting with no ID, took me to my studio and you know, no ID is, is common, Kanye, fucking Logic, Jay-Z, like Legendary, no ID, man. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the fucking legend, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm at, I'm at meetings with him, I'm in the studio with him. We like, we never got a chance to create, but like we're doing a bunch of shit, like, like kind of like having conversations. He was like, yo, this is how me and Jay-Z created 444. We just come to the studio and just talk and then we'll have a good conversation and then we'll put it on a mic. So I'm like, okay, cool. And uh, I can't speak on everything as to re- the reasons why me and him didn't work, but it was some label bullshit. Label bullshit. Nothing to do with me nor him. So then me and my manager was like, cool. We're going to try to go around the label and get no idea to kind of like co-manage you. And the label was like, nah, you can't do that because he works here. So all that shit happened. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. Fuck that. Fuck that. I, thank you for the money. Thank you for the opportunity. But fuck y'all. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it was. And then uh, VP of Capital, Jeff Vaughn, he called me. He was like, yo, I appreciate you standing up for yourself. I admire you standing up for yourself. If you need anything, uh, I'm here for you. I'm sorry it didn't work out, but you know, it is what it is, you know? And that was that. I, 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 I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I'm grateful for being in a building, but labels have way too much red tape and it's, it's, it's not fun. And they don't know, they don't know. Like a lot of people think I'm going to sign to a label. My life is going to change. These artists that's blowing up, the label's not responsible. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's not them. It's probably the the marketing uh, team because they, you know, a lot of uh, labels delegate to like other marketing companies, people that specialize on social media and stuff right. like that. You know, so it don't be the label. The label just if you look at the label, anything else other than a private investor that tells you what you can and can do, you're looking at the industry wrong. That's all they are. It's just private investors that's like, nope, you can't do this. Nope, you can't do that. Nope. You know? Absolutely. And it was like, I seen what's happening now coming before it came. Like, 
that's why a minute of your time I dropped minute long records because I knew that people's attention span was gonna get shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. And now it's 15 seconds. It's 15 seconds. If you can't if you can't catch my attention in 15 seconds, fuck you forever. You know? So look at where we are. And that's kind of what I was trying to tell them, but they want to do, they want to spend sixty thousand dollars on one music video. I'm like, yo, bro, we can spend five thousand dollars and go on world star every day for a week for less than that for fifteen thousand. Sure. They they they're they're stuck in the past. So I think I think in the near future labels are gonna die. I, I really believe that. I believe it's a dub for labels for sure. I think COVID has forced labels' hands almost um, because I mean everything was going the independent way anyway. You know what I mean more and more young artists are catching on that you know labels not the way to go. Um, and then pandemic hits and. For whatever reason, most labels just decided we're not releasing any music, which made no sense to me at that time. I mean, it just, like you said earlier, everybody's in their house. They got nothing Mm -hmm. else to do, drop some music, but it it just, it made no sense. Other than they can't capitalize on tour money. That's the only reason it does make sense. That wasn't even a part of my deal either. I didn't have no 360 deal. They only was making money off of, my music so everything else tour merch features they got no money from that so it was like why are y'all stopping me was y'all gonna make money if i release this music but they you know um labels want to do rollouts they want to do it though the the whole thing and it's like no one gives a fuck about your rollout let's 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 aim towards spotify and have music let's get playlisted like that's it you know what i'm saying let's let's drop some little small clips for people's brains just to feed them that and push it back to the music. Who gives a fuck about your rollout? I don't. Rollouts, I don't, I don't. rollouts are killing music, man. I hate this fucking roll. I hate the word rollout. It's yeah. I, just get rid of it. Yeah. It's so. I don't. I don't remember the last time a rollout was like, oh my god, that is amazing. Only time people talk about rollouts is if they're in the industry and it's like, yo, yeah, you feel good. That was a good stroke to your ego, but it yeah. doesn't fucking matter to the consumer. Like, oh my god, did you see Drake's rollout? Bro, yeah, good for you, bro. No one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. You're 100% right. And I don't know, to me, nothing is faker than a rollout because a rollout insinuates that it's pre planned. And if it's pre planned, it's not genuine and it's not real. So just get it out of my face. But uh, what do you think the most valuable uh, lesson, you know, that you learned from that whole experience that you could take away from it? Um, From that experience, uh, this a lot of money in the industry that was a that was a valuable lesson like it was a valuable lesson like it's a lot of money like sometimes I was doing shows I did like a festival I did day in Vegas and like the amount they paid me I was on stage for 10 minutes I'm like yo Cole and Kendrick both performed that weekend I'm like if they paid me this them dudes are making 1.5 for sure like if they paid me what they paid me they're making so much fucking money. And it's like, yo, that's fucking crazy. That just blew That was like a lesson. Like, yo, some artists ain't starving, bro. There are some starving artists, but some artists are not starving. And just seeing how much money is in the industry is like, yo, holy shit. So that lesson. And then also it was another lesson, like labels, they, they don't know. They don't know as much as they want to say, oh, we're we going to sign you and we're going to do this. And we're gonna do... It's a bag play. That's so I was talking about on my song Independent. You go to the label to get to the bag, then go independent. If you don't look at the label as a bag play, you're looking at it wrong because now you're going to look at these people. Well, you're not 
putting me on tour and you're not getting me features. Like the label didn't get me zero features, like zero. I signed to them for like, what, two years? I signed in 20, 2018, 2019, 11, 2020. Yeah, so two years, not one feature, like zero. Like, and I'm signed to the same label as, oh my God, getting calls out of ass. Stop calling me. Okay. Um, so let me, uh, let me text him real quick. Hold on, give me a second. No, you're good. Uh, while, you, while you do that, a little side note, it seems to me, like it's just an outsider looking in and doesn't have label experience, but- With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to- Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It seems like features would be one of the most valuable things you could get out of a label. Yeah, you get so a whole bunch of guys in one place. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, I was, I was signed to the same label as like Lil Baby, Amigos. I was, I would have worked with Lil Baby. I wasn't really that much interested in like Amigos and stuff like that. Cause I, I don't like to like force shit. Like that's kind of like what happened with like Katy Perry when she had the song with Amigos and shit. And so I look forced as fuck. So it made no sense. It made no sense. So shit like that. And then um, Vic Manta was also on my label, but even other labels, like y'all can't, I went on tour with Vince Staples and the label couldn't pull a feature with Vince Staples. You know what I'm saying? And he'll tell me, oh, just DM him. I don't fucking know this dude, dog. Like, I'm just going to DM <laughs> fucking people. The fuck? Like, I don't, like, I blew up off a viral video. It's not like I came up in LA and was at all these parties and rubbing shoulders with the right people, bro. I was a regular artist underground. And then I had a viral moment and my life changed. I don't know no one. I know zero people. So I'm reaching out to these people hoping that, they might have saw my video or they see my verification and think that I'm someone, you know, everyone's fucking verified. Who gives a shit, you know? So I was like that type of stuff. When they would say that, I'm like, yeah, I want to work with this artist and they can't pull it. You know, it was that, it was that kind of thing. It was, it was like, y'all, what, what are y'all here for? What are y'all here? Y'all can't even get me to work with artists on your label, on your label. They, they're signed to y'all. Like, Hey, even if you got to offer this artist a bag, okay, maybe we're going to give you a hundred thousand to work with, Tori, because my recording budget was a million. Give baby that hundred thousand. I would definitely work with him. You know what I'm saying? Give him a hundred thousand. That's ten percent of what you, what my recording budget is. Let's do it. But they were more so worried about bullshit. Like yo, DM this person, or I need to. I need you talking to people at industry events. Hey, okay, cool. I'm gonna talk to people at industry events. But you know, what people at industry events do. You meet the same person five hundred times. I already got your number, bro. I've met you before, bro. Yeah. This is this is me. <laughs> The same shit. It's funny because I think that's like a really big 
misconception that most people think like oh if you're on tour with an artist you guys are best friends you're talking all the time going out to dinner like bro you don't even see these guys (laughs) i didn't i swear i saw vince staples other than when him he was on stage i saw him two times the whole tour i only talked to him once bro we didn't talk at the show we didn't talk behind the stage it was crazy because it's like i'm on tour with you and you talking to me on twitter it's it was so like what the fuck like you're you're in the other fucking green room like let's you know what i'm saying but it's like his 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 side of his tour was like they were like really like gatekeepers like i couldn't even get to like like network with him like oh no no you gotta be off stage i'm like bro i just performed like the fuck i'm trying to talk to vince you know what i'm saying i'm trying to have a conversation but i I can understand like we were signed to the uh same uh agency uh william morris so i think it was a play through them not even through the label william morris put me on tour with him so but i, I, I met uh jpeg mafia he's dope we had had a conversation he's amazing bro uh we exchanged numbers and all that other shit he's amazing bro I, I fuck with him like my voice had went out uh on stage because i didn't you know this is my first like tour and i didn't know like after the show you really take care of your voice tea lemon honey all this other stuff so he like walked me through it. He's like, yo, bro, your voice went out because you're not taking care of your voice. After you, as soon as that, after you get off stage, instantly take care of your body. You know what I'm saying? Drink a lot of water. Da, da, da. He, he walked me through the shit. Like that's some real shit. He could tell I was like almost like amateur hour. And he like walked me through it. So like JPEG forever, a real one. Thank you. If you ever watch this fucking podcast, JPEG, you my guy, bro. Because it was fucking, it was like amazing. Cause you know, JPEG mafia, you know? So absolutely. I always love hearing about, you know, guys that are are looked at in a different light, if, if you want to mm-hmm. say that, that mm-hmm. are down to earth and humble and are willing to just kind of reach mm-hmm. out and, you know, offer help when it's needed. That's mm-hmm. underestimated yeah. in music for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, I, other than being signed to a label, because you could say that for this as an answer to this next question, but what's something that you've accomplished to your music or in your music career that your younger self would be proud of now like put yourself in your mindset of what you're what you were thinking back then and uh i actually beat myself about up about this uh because i realized i I didn't i didn't set my goals high enough my goal was always to get signed go on tour and be on the radio and i did all that shit i did all that shit in like the span of like six months like it was a great that was a great feeling like family members calling me in like bro your song is on the radio like that like that shit was like what the fuck my mom even called me my mom don't even fucking listen to my music like that like she's into oldies and all other stuff so my mom called me like you all over the radio they play my song dj felly fell play my song a couple times all over the radio so that felt great but then i realized those goals aren't big enough you know so my childhood self would look like yo bro you got signed and you made a lot of money and you went on tour i went on multiple tours but you on a tour and you are all, all over the radio. That felt good for the moment, but that that's not high enough. I didn't set the bar high enough. So, me now, do I appreciate those things? Yes, but I realized I should have shot higher. But my my ten year old Katori, eight year old Katori, be like, what? <laughs> like, what? That's crazy. No, absolutely, that's and what we dad, all dreamt of, man. We all dreamt of that when we were younger. That tour is like a the, the holy grail <laughs> yeah man it was uh also my dad like my dad was always like my toughest critic and it was uh it's amazing now because he's a fan now which is weird it's weird because i kind of need that critique from my dad like yo nah like you could have came 
better on this one or that verse is cool but i know you got something better in you or the hook needs some work he doesn't do that he's just like a fan like a fan like a real fan it's like, like nah pops like you don't understand that you pushed me to this that's the reason why i do music is because of my dad i don't know if a lot, a lot of people kind of know that from the interviews but because of my dad he was a uh well still is he's a producer but he was a dj so like i just was up under his armpit all the time you know and just he taught me the ropes he taught me how to first start making beats he taught me how to dj and everything you know so that guy love that guy love to hear it love to hear it i got one last question and then we'll we'll take it out we're getting close to an hour here but um like i from what i what i gather i it seems like you have every intention of staying independent from here on so in a space like or a space like music where there's like a million different versions of success right success is different for every artist so mm -hmm. from here on how are you going to track your goals and accomplishments and you know what do you view as a success from here i think moving forward now a success from here is setting consistent goals for myself and reaching those goals even if it's micro steps uh because i got i got goals like i've never like my goal for this year is to get 10 million monthly listeners i mean not 10 million a million monthly listeners and then 10 million, 10 million streams for the year because i've gotten like seven eight five four but i've never got to that 10 so that's that's a goal for this year and of course, like a million monthly listeners, I think I've gotten up to like 450, but never like broken 500. So like to double that and uh, like find a, a, a real financial freedom with this music thing. Like uh, I uh, like capital signed me in 2018. I'm it's 2022. I'm still living off of that capital bag. Like I haven't like gotten a job or done some weird shit. Um, so that that, of course, I want to have more income than what's going out from music but then also like a goal i think success would just kind of give other artists the courage like i I've, i grew up making music with like a bunch of different guys and they all stopped like they all stopped they all got like regular jobs or they're doing regular shit and it's like yo bro y'all was more talented to me than me you know like i, I some guys it's like yo you were light years ahead of me lyrically or light years ahead of me vibe wise but you stopped because you didn't see what was on the other side of that, you know? And I got a chance to peek over the fence. It's like, yo, I already saw it was on the other side of this gate. So why would I go back and turn my back to the gate? Hell fucking no. Like I know what's on the other side of that. So I think those things is just like stepping into my creativity freely um, and not overthinking my creativity or not being worried about views, likes, comments, plays, streams. And even though I have goals for streams, but not being a slave to it, like if I make a record and it works and I get 10 million streams on that one record, I'm not going to just keep duplicating that record over and over. That's not who I am, you know? And just the development as an artist, like if you were to listen to Ignorance and then she, you'd be like, is this the same fucking guy? You know, because <laughs> Ignorance was just like rap, 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 rap. And then she is like awesome singing shit. But being a full, a full range artist within, you know, the genre of music that I create in, th those are the goals. And like to help other people, I think a lot of other artists are afraid. Like I, I'm talking to my cousin and he can really rap, but he's like so afraid to release a song and get no plays. I'm like, you already got no plays, bro. 
<laughs> like you already get no plays. Like you can release it and get ten. That's way more than what you originally originally had, bro. Yes, we've and all got ten, no plays at one point or another. <laughs> yeah, and that ten could turn into like ten million. You never know, bro. Some TikToker hears your song and change your life. You know, sure. who knows? So that type of thing. Just just encourage people to keep going and like also like leave my mark music wise. You know. Like I, I, I'm kind of letting go of the idea of blowing up and being like Drake. Like I don't, I don't care about that. But I want to more so have this idea of like when people listen to my music, like this was real, this was honest, this is what I needed. This helped me. This changed my life, or this helped me realize I wasn't alone in this world. I think those that that stuff is is really important, you know? Because like I, I think about a. Uh, like certain artists and I listen to that, their stuff like, yo, this is a vibe, but it's not feeding my soul. It's like, it's like almost like, and I don't want to disrespect no artist by saying their name, but like certain stuff is candy and certain shit is vitamins. And there's artists that you hear is like, yo, that was a fucking vitamin. Like that shit helped me feel better. I don't feel alone. I can turn to this or I could send that to someone and I don't want to be candy, you know? And sometimes- yo, I you love gotta, that. I love that. You gotta, sometimes you got to make the candy because we're- complex human beings but i want to be vitamin yeah i love that man i never heard that that analogy before i'm using that i'm stealing it but i'm going to give you credit every time i do i promise <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh man but uh like i said we're about at, at an hour here i wish we could go for three more hours because i have a million more questions but i'm yeah. welcome to have you back anytime if you you're willing but yeah i'm willing, I'm willing. you got my number dog hey uh, i do i'm not gonna lose it but what yeah. message would you like to give to the listeners uh, before we head out here? Um, message I would like to give to y'all is uh, just try to be better. Um, I'm reading a book called The Atomic Habits, and it's just be 1% better today than you were yesterday. Every day, just be 1% better. You don't got to be 100% better. You don't got to be 1,000% better. Just be 1% better today than you were yesterday. And believe in yourself, believe in your abilities, and tell yourself you love yourself, because we will tell other people that we love them, but we won't tell ourselves, so. That's my message. And if you make a clip for Instagram, use that one. Okay. Mark it down. If I had a if I had an assistant, I'd tell him the market, but I'll do it myself. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, nah, man. Thanks again. I, I really appreciate you uh, joining me or you know, just taking the time. I, I really do. Um, I know it's it's tough sometimes these days, but thank you uh, also to everybody that's watching on YouTube, everybody that's listening to on um, wherever you listen to podcasts, because it's everywhere. Uh, you can listen to Katori Walker and the rest of the Deserving playlist exclusively on Spotify. The link is in the description. Mm. Stay safe out there, everybody. And have a fantastic night. Fantastic. I like the energy from fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs>